We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Group Therapy. It's Kirk Henderson. It's about 9.15 on Sunday. January 8th, for those listening on the recording, I hope everyone is is getting their sleep because the Mavericks won't even started playing their game on Tuesday uh, by this point in the evening because they play, they head on a West Coast road trip and they play a bunch of road games. Uh, for those of you who watched tonight's effort, the Mavericks playing on the second night of a back-to-back. They won home against New Orleans last night, headed out on the road against New Orleans, or I'm, I'm sorry, against Oklahoma City, right up 35. And without Luca, who they opted to sit at least around noon, I think is when I noticed that, uh, it was going to be an interesting effort from the get-go because this team was 0-3 without Luca. They fell to 0-4 which was really, you know, not entirely surprising. They they put they hit their first four threes of the game and uh looked like they were maybe going to run away with things and then the three stopped falling. They only hit 10 of their next uh, 35 attempts and it was just, you know, just one of these these games where the Mavericks were uh they did not have the best player on the floor that went to uh, Shea Gillis Alexander who is an incredible driver, who just basically torched the Maverick defense, opened up everything all night long. The Mavericks defense has been pretty bad for a while now, but I think all of us knew that. Uh, when you're playing without a number of your best defensive players, it's kind of hard to to get mad at defense because none of the players out on the floor are particularly good at anything, um, at least on the, the defensive defensive side of things so you know if you're irritated at this loss i 100 understand why because you're marching up the western conference you're fourth in the west 
closing in, you know, winning tonight would have put them a half game closer to the three seed. Instead, they fell, uh, which is is frustrating. I, I very much, very much understand that. Um, and the chat before we start bringing folks up on stage, Tobias asks, do do I think that they're going to make a move soon? The the team is not so great. Neither is the entire conference. And I, I, at the moment, I sort of hope they don't do anything that they don't feel. If they do something, I hope it's not out of need is where I'm at. Because if you can get through the, the next 40 games playing 500, you know, maybe winning 55% of your games, you do that. You take a playoff spot in the top six and you just go home. Um, that's that's sort of where, where we are. Uh, I do have a trade roundup column posting in the morning. Just of all the trade like rumors that we've seen since early November, including ones the last couple of days, um, that my my most favorite recent one was that the Cavs were interested in Tim Hardaway Jr., which would really be something. Um, yeah, yeah. Ethan mentions it in the chat for Karis Levert. Like, if you guys think you don't like watching Tim Hardaway play sometimes, boy, howdy, would Karis Levert make all of you mad? Um, but you know, this is just it's kind of a weird, just a weird season. I think we gotta. We got to, um, you know, kind of get used to that that feeling. As as Tobias notes, Levert is an expiring contract, which is probably the appeal from the Mavericks in that regard. But they're so far over the the cap; it's it's uh, it's kind of frustrating heading into next year. So, uh, you know, if you want to come up on stage, talk about anything you saw in the game tonight. I I was not I was not moved by anything. Uh, you know, we saw. Our hero and fun guy last night, uh, Jaden Hardy, play you know a number of minutes. He got he. I was joking before the game. Like I think he had like six assists prior to the game all year, and he had two tonight. You know, you got to go out there with Davis Bertans, hit some shots. Um, I yeah, this was just sort of one of these games where there's there's not much to to be mad at other than the fact that it's just a reminder that the Mavericks are very 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 Luca top heavy. And that's sort of sort of where I am on things. Um, well, uh, let's see here. We got one caller already. Hi, Max. How are you? Welcome. Hey, can you hear me? I can. Thanks for joining. Yeah, uh, I was just thinking that one pro is that I guess this helps Luca's MVP case because they just could not beat a uh, below five hundred team, and they just really struggled to score. Uh, after those first five or four minutes, the entire game. Yeah, but it doesn't make it sense. Was... The defense gets worse without Luca too, because that's that's a thing that has happened. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, I mean, it. it I didn't realize how small uh, is it McKinley Wright. Yeah, yeah, he's like five eleven. Oh yeah, so it's just it's just tough when you don't have Luca, and Dinwiddie can only do so much, you know. Yep. Uh, yeah, a little disgusting to watch. And then this is before the Cowboys game for the Cowboys fans, and that game was even worse. <laughs> <laughs> just a t- rough afternoon for for Dallas based, based sports. Yeah, it's just you see the difference in shot quality. Like the only guy that really is able to do anything on his own is Christian Wood. I mean, to a certain degree, doing what he can, yeah. but it's it's not great. Yeah, the offense is kind of grindy. Yeah. Yeah, um, but hopefully we get 
Josh Green back. And it'll just be, I think, just for people to stay optimistic, it'll be cool to see uh, Hardy and maybe Green share, share the court together. I'd like to see that. Maybe they can make Luca push the ball a little bit. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, but that's all I got. Everybody else, uh, stay optimistic. Thanks, we'll Max. Be- all right, talk soon. Let's see here. We got my man, Ewan. How you doing, buddy? If I could actually press the button to bring you up on stage. There we go. Hey, what's up? Just uh, just here this evening. What what's what's going on with you? Yeah, you know, sat through that whole game and I watched it. You know, it's kinda like we set it as a loss already. You know, it's it's tough having a superstar like Luca, twenty three years old, and he has to sit back to back. You know, that's I think it's less about the back to back and more about the fact that they go on a road trip that's pretty that's gonna be pretty intensive. Um where you think maybe without Luca you could beat the Thunder, but without Luca could you beat any of the Clippers, Lakers, or Portland? And in my mind, the answer to that is no. Well, yeah, you're right on that part. Um, I look at it as if, you know, you kind of have it as a pencil loss in a way. You just hope for the best that, you know, somehow we can, you know, get something done. And it's like, all right, Hardy gets in, he gets in minutes, and he's with Spence, and it's like, Spencer just pounding the pounding yep. the rock. <laughs> he's just pounding the rock, and like he's not moving it. He pounds it all the way down to the to the shot clock. Gets down to like five seconds, and he do you know a step back or and stuff like that. And it's like you try to do some of the stuff that Luca does, but you just can't. Like you, you you're not that skilled. You're not that gifted. So you have to. You can't kind of in the same way run the same exact offense because he does so much at the end of the clock with creating, and he's such a tough shot maker. It just is impossible to to copy. So you can't kind of in the same way run the same exact offense or pounding the ball and hoping the last minute you make a good pass because it's just it's just not gonna work. I tend to agree with that. You know? It's it's one thing yeah. when you're going against bench units and you can you know Spencer draws a lot of fouls. Um he gets a lot of lot like calls just because of his length. But I would I would like for them to see more run more sets. It's not like these guys understand basketball. You can draw up plays and have regular plays in the playbook that aren't Spain pick and roll. I mean, Celtics, there's one play that just stuck in my head since we played the Celtics where they had like, like basic, I don't, I don't remember what the off ball action was outside of the fact that Tatum, like basically sliced down the middle of the lane from one of the other elbows, got the ball and scored. And just because of the screen setting going on and the off ball action, just, just they might run stuff like that five to ten plays a game, and it's it's just it's different. It's I would like them to see try to run more offense. You know, like they they got to get. Um, in my opinion, I would like for them to get um, Christian Wood in a little bit more of a playmaker role that isn't isolation based. Like, let him do some different stuff. He's a good player. Correct. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's like it's like those same situation with Wood has like how it been the whole season. You know, he gets a smaller guy. Somehow he still have those offensive fouls, turnovers, and you know he still mishandles the mishandles the ball. You know, he had those you know few plays where you know he overpowers the guy. But personally, it's like I feel like he needs some more physicality to him. That's that's what I feel is missing from the Maverick team. A little bit more physicality is like you know he's like like they not like Harpin um follower was saying on the broadcast like yo he's not really. I got great rebounder. He just, you know, he jumps a little bit quick. He has long arms. So he's not really beating you by like boxing out or, you know, being strong enough. He's just, it's just his length pretty much. That's what's, you know, having him win those advantages. 
Yeah. And I just feel like he just needs to be. I don't know. I feel like some more physicality would be good. I'm not saying necessarily from him, but just from somebody else other than Luca, like because. Pretty much, Luca could just play bully ball all day. Well, the crazy part: how many free throws do you think the Mavs shot? Do you know the answer? I know in the first quarter we had over like ten in the That's first 42 quarter. Forty-two sure. for the game. So the wow. Mavericks were getting to the line. It's just they didn't. I mean, again, of course, they missed nine. They missed nine during a game when the the you know it's a that's a eleven point point differential. It would have would have been enough. I mean, they they gave up so much in that second quarter. That's where things kind of really got out of hand and. I, it's, it's just tough. You, you get, when you're missing three starters at some, or three rotation guys, depending on what you consider green it, at some point, it's going to catch up with you. And the Mavericks have gone on this eight of 10 stretch with, I want to say with all those guys hurt. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then, and lastly, OKC is like, they have a, a farm factory of young players. Sure. It's just like, <laughs> You just see somebody comes in and they just have some kind of, you know, ability. If it's, you know, athleticism, a shooter, just like, where do you find these guys at? It's like, if there's a team that you want to kind of, you know, swindle or try to get a little player from that's young, that might have some potential, you know, they have a team to do it. If, and if oh, they gosh. make a big swing down the line, they can get a superstar because they have picks and they have young assets to to make, you know, SGA with someone else. So. I feel like they just extended Kenrich Williams, and that guy, I, which I guess I, I'm, I'm guessing that because I think it means he can't be traded. But that dude feels, and it feels like the kind of guy that could play on any really good team. He, that's the that's the light. That's the, the light one skin. Put Christian Wood face first in the in like the fourth yeah, quarter. No foul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's feisty, and then they got the the two Williamses, which is not never confusing. But only one of them, uh, Jalen Williams, is the one who played tonight. They they got a lot of interesting players. Somebody in the chat asked earlier. I feel like Lou Dort only hits threes against the Mavericks. And let me just check. <laughs> His regular season stats are up to thirty five percent. So. Not anymore, but I will say when the Mavericks played the Thunder in the early part of the season when they had that horrendous meltdown, he was shooting 19% from three. I remember that very clearly. So I, I understand why you feel that way. They were saying the last five games he's shooting over 55%, so I guess he's that getting dude. 55% from like three. It's like and he's it, built in a, like a, a 2K factory where it's just like how can i get this like a weird because he's just he's building like a linebacker he's, he's enormous big guy Ugh. yeah and josh giddy is really he's really a, he's a smart player josh giddy for whatever reason he just it's just like we have like nba players but we don't have a lot of high iq players like really outside of luca you know well and, we don't have anybody that can dribble i think all these guys are pretty damn smart but nobody's gonna do anything if you can't dribble if you can't attack off the dribble i think is the better way to phrase it then it ultimately doesn't matter i mean that's where like Jaden hardy got everybody so excited last night because he was breaking people off uh doing dribble moves which we tend to only see luca do that and spencer to a degree but spencer is has these like weird like just proportions where his arms are so big and he yeah he doesn't so much break people down as he just like slides by people so when you watch these guys that do different stuff off the dribble it's like oh that'd be neat if we had that tool skill set yeah but i'm yeah i'm excited for these games this road trip you know la portland a lot of you know primetime players over there so these this should be entertaining so we'll see how that's right i thought the start time we're gonna end you 
I don't know how you're going to stay up. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be able to be any of those. This, this stuff sucks. Like I, I don't know how I did this for years and years, but man, it's going to be. It's going to be nine thirty. So ten thirty your time on Tuesday, nine thirty central, and then they go nine on Thursday, which I, I can deal with that because that means I'll just go to work like a zombie on Friday. That's fine. And then they play Portland back to back Saturday, Sunday at nine yeah. eight central time. Yeah, I'm going to be a zombie all week. So, I'm, you know, depending on how the game goes, I might be able to, to stay up for one. But I don't know. We'll see. Right. But no. Hopefully some wins and I'll be able to really pull that through. And I'm feeling really bullish, well. man. I, I just <laughs> – I'm not a positive guy. And I just – things are just – I just have a feeling things are just going to break right for them this this road trip and then really the rest of January. I'm, I've been looking ahead on the schedule a little bit. March is when things get really funky. March has some just they play the like the Grizzlies three times, play Golden State a couple of times, I think. It's it's gonna be fun that month, but but you know, the trade deadline is a month from tomorrow. So we might be looking at a different team at some point. And it's it's wild that we're really in the position that we have. As much as we feel like the season has been so bad. That's why it's like I I just said that on that show I did with Josh. It's like I I just I can't find I cannot get pissed about this. I just can't because it's You know, a month ago when they were flirting with 500, that that Timberwolves loss was the was the kind of low point for the season. Luka got ejected, looked at Tubby. Shout out to Jason Kidd for getting a technical tonight. That was random. Um, of course, he did it when Luka's not there. That was lovely. <laughs> so. All right, man. Absolutely. Appreciate you. I'll be Talk looking soon. into another guy. Okay, we got one more quest. Krishna, what's up, buddy? Give him a second. Find that unmute button. Yeah, I was uh, was not really into this game. Not really been into the whole day. If I'm going to be honest with everybody, I uh, something about this weather just got me feeling a little funky. Sorry about that. Which season it is? Hey man, what's up? Um, doing okay. You know, I mean, I as soon as you knew that Luca wasn't playing, it was always going to be pretty tough. Right. I think so. I, I don't know. There's not much to say. I think, you know, the Hardy stuff we can be really reactionary about, but I think it's sort of to be expected. I think part of the reason Hardy has been really successful, and I think a lot of this team has been successful, is just it's easy to forget how much space Luca creates on the floor at all times. And when you have that kind of space, you have the ability to drive and finish a lot better. It's going to help you. And I think the length of OKC and just, you know, they're young and they're really athletic. It's always going to hurt you. And and it's not like Hardy, you know, I'm not going to say he played a great game, but I'm also not going to. Well, did you it. like the process? Like the results are one thing, but did you like yeah, the kind I, of shots he took? Yeah, and I think that's the important thing, right, is that it didn't look bad. Yeah. And he also made interesting decisions. Like, you know, he had that under the basket kind of like that one drop Foul, off, think, right? right? Yeah, yeah, and and – those are things that you know you don't we don't see from anyone other than like Luca or really Josh. I mean, Spencer always to tries that, to pass, but then it's like, oh no, Spencer, no Spencer. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I don't think think it's even Spencer's fault. Like I think kind of this whole season we've seen Spencer was so good in that third guard role because that third guard role was really just about scoring. Yeah, and that benefited him a lot because he's not, 
he's never been a great playmaker. Like even when he was really successful in Brooklyn, part of the reason he was so successful is he always played with another guard, whether it was Lavert or Russell. And that kind of also elevated the other guy. And, and, and I think Spencer has kind of struggled in that sense, though he's still shooting okay from three, um, a lot better than career averages. Um, so, so it's tough, but I think the, the two things are like Hardy was not as great as he has been, but I think Luca affects that. But the other real positive I think is Christian Wood. You know, he, he finally, I feel like, played a game where there's not a traditional center and he kind of been struggling with, not necessarily guards, but the wing types. And, you know, I think, I feel like it was mentioned in the Mass Moneyball recap is just that OKC doesn't ever play with a, a traditional center. Like, yeah. if they had Chet, they probably would. Like, that'd be the closest thing. But, you know, Jalen Williams is not a center, but he's going to yeah. get a lot of those center minutes. And it was good to see him do things well and, and the process well and, and shoot well. But, Obviously, the defense, the defense is just, it's just not been there. And that's clear when you're missing your three best defensive players. Yeah, and I, I think that's sort of where I end it. I mean, I was, I, I, I like, one of the things Josh Bo just said on our podcast that I think is worth, worth thinking about as we get deeper into the season is that as far as Wood is concerned, the, the scouting report on him is probably to try to, to, make him make his aggressive nature backfire. Uh, he, he's getting some offensive fouls and guys are kind of sliding into him and, and he's attacking so much that it's almost working against him in some sections. Uh, I thought that was interesting and worth maybe paying attention to the next couple of games, which I don't have any concerns because I think that Wood's the kind of offensive player that can adjust to what he's seeing defensively, completely different story, but you know, nobody on this team is really a good defensive guy. So yeah, I, I I think it's best to just sort of uh, you know chalk this one up to a, a, a annoying that they lost, understandable that they lost, and then hope that you know they can they can get it back and continue their their climb in the West. I think so, and I think this is a Pacific road trip, and you know you look at a lot of the Pacific teams; they do have more traditional centers, or they try to play with bigger guys. Um, what how successful those players are is a different yeah. story. Like I'm looking well, forward think, to like Thomas Bryant trying to do something. Like yeah, like Ward. Thomas Bryant will be interesting. Even even Zubac, like I think Zubac is a good player, but Zubac's going to give us like it. Yeah. That that becomes a simple question of does Luca feel like taking his soul? That's the you know <laughs> exactly. That's, and, it. that's the only answer. And I I don't. Are we playing the Kings on this road? No. Trip? Not, okay, I was going to say because if we're playing the Kings, Sabonis might be an interesting one because Sabonis is kind of like a. I put him as like a lower level Jokic. He does a lot of the playmaking, but he's mm-hmm. just not as he's he's not as good of an offensive threat all the time as Jokic is. Um, but he's also a very big defensive liability. So that what I think that's the thing I'm really interested to see, right? Like how does Christian Wood match up some against someone like that? Because sure. you know he didn't do you know obviously with Jokic, Maxi was there, so that definitely helps, but. It'll be interesting to see what happens then. But I think these next two games, you know, with the Lakers and the Clippers, we've seen them play well against both those teams just because of how the whole team overall matches up. And having Luka will help. So not a terrible night. Um, it's not the worst loss, right? I, I think that's the important thing. So, yeah, hopefully uh, everyone has a good night. Yeah, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for having up. We'll talk soon. Okay, so I don't know. 
Oh, so I'm going to do lives, both, all four games. We'll figure something out. Though they will be late. So we will see, you know, how this goes. Might be shorter ones like tonight. I don't mind short 20, 25 minute shows. I always like talking as long as you guys are willing, which is why sometimes these things go two hours. Um, you know, go check out Mavs Moneyball. We are always writing stuff. I think by the time this posts on third, on Monday afternoon, all the things will be up from Monday. And then I know for Tuesday, we got at least two or three things working. So check out the website. Uh, everybody, thank you for hanging out. Get your rest because it's going to be a late night sort of week. Uh, everybody be good. And we will talk soon. Thanks so much. Bye, guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.